Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church, coming to your homes live from Portland, Oregon. We are a people of worship, work, and prayer, ready to serve the Lord, ready to serve with the community, and ready to withstand the enemy. for choosing to worship with us today. It is our prayer that during our worship experience that your love for God will be intensified, your faith be stirred, your hands get to clapping, and your feet get to dancing. After this song of preparation, be prepared to join Pastor Kimberly K. Black and the Greater St. Stephen's Church family as we bless the Lord. Bye. 
Well, don't look like we have any visitors with us, so just give your neighbor a, a round of applause for being in worship with us this morning, this afternoon. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad to see you. Hallelujah. Tell your family members at home, come on and sit down for a little while and let my pastor preach to you for a minute. Amen. We are just so excited about what God is doing in our midst. I want you to know that we are getting ready for February. February, yes. Every month is Black History Month, but we are just excited because we're going to be participating in Black History Month all month long. Amen. We're going to be participating. We're going to be having a good time. So on the first Sunday, we will be wearing African attire. Amen. Whatever you have that's African attire, come on and let's do it. Amen. Uh, where if there's a black T-shirt that says, uh, you know, I'm from Africa or this is Africa or this is Black History Month, wear it. Amen. If you don't have nothing, don't let that be the reason why you don't come. Amen. So Deacon has say what you got on all them bright colors, that's African. Amen. Come on, yes it is. Come on. We love color. Amen. We love bright colors. And so um, whatever you have, if you don't have nothing, don't let that be the reason why you stay at home. When you stay at home, you miss out. You miss out, and you have to play catch-up, amen? And so we don't want you to have to play catch-up, because some of them are missed about four Sundays already. Y'all need to come on and get in the house. Amen. Uh, so that, 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 that's on the first Sunday. Second Sunday, we're doing anything that's red, black, and green. So you can wear all black and a pop of red or a pop of green, or you can wear all green or all red with a pop of black or a pop of green, whatever. Amen? We're wearing red, black, and green. Red represents the blood that our ancestors uh, shared for us. Black is for our skin, and green is for the, the land that was stolen from us. Uh, amen? And then do I tell the truth? Shame the devil. That's what those colors represent, red, black, and green. So if you did not know, you do know now. Amen? That's the second Sunday. Third Sunday, we are going to dress up in um, uh, historical black colleges um, swag. So you can wear a hat from LSU or a T-shirt from Gramlin or from Clark or from Bethune-Cookman or um, Xavier or um, Howard. You can wear something or you can wear their colors or anything. I've got some stuff coming that we're going to have in the sanctuary to represent all of the historical black colleges. And we will have people um, with among us talking about those colleges. And then we're not going to talk about all of them, but we're going to highlight and showcase some of them. Why, why are you doing this, Pastor? Because the historical black colleges need our help. They need our help. We need to talk about this to our children and our grandchildren. And then we need to, when if you give, just give to one of them. Or if you know a child that goes to one of those schools, give them some money every now and then so that they can further their education at a historical black college. Amen? And then on fourth Sunday, somebody say fourth Sunday. It's on landmark day. Come on. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Oh, landmark day, and we are we are doing something new this year, and you'll hear more about that after church, amen. And so that's why I need to hurry up so that we'll have plenty of time to do what we need to do. But oh, landmark day, as we come dressed up in bonnets and aprons and all of that stuff, and so guess what? If you don't have a bonnet or an apron, 
have a bonnet or apron that you can borrow for that day. So you just need to put on a one of them um, jean skirts and some of them work boots that you work out in the yard in, amen? You know, and, and, and amen. Do y'all need some help back there? You got it? Amen. Now, all right. All right. So uh, we, we want to come dressed in old landmark day. We're going to have a good time in the Lord. We're going to praise the Lord. We're going to celebrate him. All of this will be at 1130. Amen. We are still in COVID. COVID has not left us. People are still dying from COVID. They're not talking about it as much. People are still dying from it. They're not talking about it as much. And so we are still um, wearing masks here, and we are still protecting ourselves, and we are still worshiping the Lord and serving the Lord and coming together for worship. But we are protecting ourselves. Amen? We are protecting ourselves. And so we're just truly grateful to God for that. I um, want to say that on February 17th and the 18th, we will be having church cleanup. So we're doing it in, in, in sets. So some can come on Friday, some can come on Saturday. And then on the 20th, which is Monday, on um, President's Day, if anybody's working, they want to come in and help clean up, you can come in on that day also. Um, but Brother Farrell and I will be putting together a list so that we can get some people in designated spots, so that we can come together and clean up and still be safe. Amen. Amen. Uh, so we want to clean up and do a good job at cleaning up our buildings. Um, I think those are all of our announcements. If you um, are, are wanting to give, I had someone say one time on the blog talk, I want to sow into your ministry, but I don't know how, and you don't make any announcements. And so I want those to know on Blog Talk, if you want to sow into our ministry, you can by giving to us through Cash App. It's dollar sign G-F-S-M-B-C-P-D-X. And that comes to us. And those of you that are here, you know, you just need an offering envelope. Write your name on the envelope, the date, and where you want your money to go. Tithe, offering. Sunday school, building fund, A. Bernard Beavers, outreach, church mutual, pastor's aid, benevolence, church, and, okay, okay, hold on. I'm hearing over there, too. Yeah. Okay, um, so, um, you all know, and I'm, I'm, I got to hurry up. Next year, how though will Greater Saint Stephen be? We will be 40 years old next year. Now, anytime somebody turns a milestone, they throw a party of all parties. So I, I want you to know that next year, we will be having the party of all parties. Amen? Now, um, y'all know y'all pastor. I got this uh, caviar and champagne taste. And I, and, I, and, I, and I deal with beer and peanut budget. But my God is able to do exceedingly abundantly. 
for those of y'all that remember uh, our 25th church anniversary, yeah. we had the recording artist Tremaine Hawkins with us, yeah. um, who was no longer here. Oh, my God. Uh, Dr. Ebenard Zebra, no longer here, our founder. One of our pastors, Dr. Robert Augustus Sr., no longer here. Bishop Alexis Thomas from Phoenix, Arizona, no longer here. So we've got something to celebrate. we got something to, to, to party about. So we're going to have a party of all parties. I also want you to know that your church anniversary just so happens to fall on your pastor's birthday. <laughs> and your pastor will be 60. So you know it's going to be party, party, party. Amen. So we're going to get ourselves ready financially. We're going to get ourselves prepared mentally. We're going to get ourselves together physically, spiritually, ready to do what God has in store for us. Uh, so I want to tell you that St. Paul has invited us to join um, their thriving, I want to get it correct. I don't want to say it wrong. Um and y'all know I don't like making announcements. It's word time. Folks want to hear the word. Um, but uh, they, they're, it's, it's, it's a thriving. Next year. Um, oh, Jesus. St. Paul, St. Paul, St. Paul. I'm so sorry. It's Thrive to Choose, and it's a, um, they're doing a weight loss challenge. And we can sign up a group of 10. I'm trying to find a flyer so I can tell y'all what happens when you sign up. Every week, you will receive a box of fresh vegetables. Um, so if you... Sign up. Let me, okay, I got it. So if you want to participate and you are um, on the line, um, I'm so sorry. Um, if you want to, more information, you're on the line, press one. We will contact you later if you want to join um, our group. If you are here and you want to join the group, we'll talk about that later, okay? Um, but I do have the information right here. Uh, you sign up for 10. It's a weekly vegetable box. There's prizes. There's personal training videos, group devotionals, cooking demonstrations, and support on your journey. Choose to Lose is a group comp competition. Uh, the group with the most weight loss from starting February the 8th through June 30th, we'll receive a prize. And so all you have to do to join is to sign up for the Vegetable Pledge, and you're pledging to eat six to eight servings of vegetables daily. Amen? That's what they want you to do, pledge to eat six to eight servings of vegetables daily. 
And we can do that, can't we? Amen. So that's what we're going to sign up. We're going to sign up a group of 10. If you want to participate, let me know. And we're going to um, have fun in the process of, of, of taking care of our physical man. Amen. Let's prepare our hearts and minds now to look to the word of God. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we just thank you for your mercy, your grace. Thank you for your presence that we have experienced during our worship experience. God, as we come to get a better understanding of your word, give us an ear to hear what the scripture is saying. And then, God, give us sensitive spirits that we may be obedient to your word, that we may take your word and hide your word in our heart, that we might not sin against you. Lord, we love you today. We appreciate you today, and we adore you in Jesus' name. Father, as we are um, praying, we're praying this morning for Brother Gary Bradley Sr. Continue to do the great work that you're doing in his body and in his life. We pray for Sister Vicki Malone. We thank you for the praise report, Father, that we were waiting on last week as she danced around the church. She danced in her healing. She danced in the victory. And today she is shouting the victory, oh God, because we will believe the report of the Lord that said, by your stripes we are healed. And now, God, I pray for my supervisor, the wife, uh, who was preparing to come to Portland but had the detour to go to St. Thomas because of the, of, of the news of a family member. Um, doctors had given her a few hours to live. So, God, I pray that you just grant him traveling grace and mercy, help him to arrive to St. Thomas safely. And, God, I pray, God, that uh, our chief father, God, will be able to see, to hear his voice, and he'll be able to do what he needs to do on behalf of the family. And, God, I pray for my other co-worker, Eric, whose mother-in-law is in transition now. God, touch Eric and his wife right now. Be strength to them now, oh God, in the name of Jesus. God, we pray for our nation today. God, we're standing in the need of a healing that only you can give us. And as we look to your word today, help us to do what your word commissioned and commands us to do. And we will go out into the highways and byways to compel men and women and boys and girls to look to you. For you are our hope, our strength, and you are the author and the finisher of our faith. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Thank God and amen. Amen, amen. Our lesson today comes from Philippians chapter 3. Uh, I hope you have took my advice last week and you uh, started reading the book of Philippians. Remember, it's only four chapters. They're not very long chapters. But the, the book of Philippians was written to do what? Uh-huh, I told us that last week. To shift the mindset of our thinking. Philippians was written to shift the mindset of our thinking. How many of us need a shifting of our thinking? Yeah, because every now and then our thinking gets thinking, don't it? And so Philippians will help us keep our minds stayed on Christ. I hope y'all in the back is listening back there. I hope y'all listening. That means you face this way. 
Turn this way. Amen. I need to see your eyes on me. Amen. That way I know you're listening. Amen. I got you. Uh, so the book of Philippians was written to shift our minds. Right? So our lesson today comes from chapter 3. If you have a book, we're on page 230, 237. The lesson wanted us to do a couple of things. It wanted us to identify world values and Christian values. What are some world values? Owning property, owning homes. What are other world values? Status, money. Come on, y'all, talk to me. Cars, jewelry, world values, material things, right? Only things, power, wealth, pleasure, revenge, fame, vanity. Now, what are some Christian values? Love, fellowship, prayer, charity is love. Look at this. Love God, love neighbor, love yourself, love your enemies, and forgive. Those are, are, are Christian values. Those are values that we must possess, we must have. This lesson is entitled, Gaining in Jesus. It is written by the Apostle Paul. It was written to the church of Philippi. I don't think that our writer of our Sunday school material does us justly with starting in the middle of the chapter. I don't know how you study your anything, but you cannot start studying anything in the middle of it. Now, if you're going to bake a cake, you're not just going to jump to turn on the oven and put it in the oven. You need to know what to put in the oven, don't you? How much of the flour? How many eggs? How much milk? How much this? How long do you stir it? Do you put it in the blender? You need to know what to do before you just turn on the oven and shove the pan in the oven. So let's look at these first three, four verses that I want to call our attention to just to give us some background history on this lesson. Paul says, uh, whatever happens, dear friends, be glad in the Lord. That's verse one. So, so we were singing today about joy. Joy doesn't come from a car. Joy don't come from a house. Joy don't even come from them children we gave birth to. Joy only comes from God. And you got to know God to experience the joy of the Lord. Nehemiah says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so you got to know that. So he says, he's writing to the church of Philippians and he's saying, I never get tired of telling you this, and it is good for you 
what do I hear about Paul? What do I learn about Paul here? That Paul is 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 acting like a, a father. He's acting like a shepherd. He's saying, I don't get frustrated. I don't get angry. I don't get mad at telling you this over and over again. I'm telling you this over and over again because I want you to get it. I want you to understand it. I want you to be able to walk it out. I want you to be able to live this thing out. So I find joy in telling you how to live holy, how to live righteous, how to have an intimate relationship with God. You should get joy hearing it. Because that means somebody is concerned about my soul. Somebody's concerned about my well-being. That's just what he said right there in verse 1. He says, look at here, y'all. Watch out. He tells them, he gives them a warning. And he's telling them to watch out for three types of people. Number one, he said, watch out for dangerous dogs. Okay? And then he says, and then he says, um, watch out for um, a troublemaker. Okay? Misery, love company. Okay? Watch out for troublemakers. Then he says, watch out for those who claim that circumcision is necessary for salvation. Now, um, they, 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 what, he, what he is saying here, and it's going to, to get a good understanding of being circumcised, you have to go back to the Old Testament, then you have to go back to the book of Galatians, where Paul says, you don't have to be circumcised by the skin to be saved. You have to be circumcised in the heart. Come on, y'all. Because the cutting off from your skin don't save you. Now, that was the law, all right? So, so he said, be, be careful of them. Look, he says, for it isn't the cutting of our bodies that makes us children of God, but it is the worshiping him with our spirit. That is the only true circumcision. We Christians glory in what Christ Jesus has done for us and realize that we are helpless to save ourselves. Verse 4 says, if, if, yet if anyone ever had reason to hope that he could save himself, it would be I. Now, Paul here begins to, as you go down, he begins to talk about his credentials. He begins to talk about who he is. Let me tell my notepakers who he is. All right, number one, he wants the people to know that I am of the circumcised. Because according to the Jewish law, uh, you were supposed to get circumcised on the eighth day that you were born. And my mama and my daddy circumcised me on the eighth day according to the Jewish law. Also wants you to know that I am a part of the covenant people. I'm from Israel. I am a chosen generation. I am a peculiar person. I am the righteousness of God. That's what Paul was saying. Paul said, then, then I want you to know that I'm baby. I'm from the tribe of Benjamin. Yeah, Benjamin, the tribe of Benjamin is where the first king came from, right? The Bible also talks about the 700 left-handed uh, Benjamites. 
They were special. Any left-handers in the house? Come on, Mother Kenneth. Oh, Ashley, too. Got some lefties in the house. There's something special about some left-handed folk. Amen. Then, then he says, I also want you to know that I am uh, I am a Hebrew 100%. My daddy was Hebrew, and my mama was Hebrew. So he was 100% Hebrew. Then the next thing he says, I want you to know that I am also a Pharisee. What is a Pharisee? A Pharisee was one who uh, followed the, the Jewish law by, by precept by precept. If it said eye for eye, he did it. He followed the Jewish law. If you got caught stealing, he believed in cutting off your hand. If you got caught with the Roman eye and you was looking at your neighbor's husband or wife, the Bible says that you would put your eye out. So Paul was, was a strict believer and adherer to the Jewish law. Right? So he gives us his credentials, which brings us to verse 7. Verse 7 says, but what things were gained to me. Now, Paul begins to, to talk in a counting terminology here. He says, I gained some things. Those five credentials are things that he gained. So he had the right. To, to do what he was doing in Acts chapter 8. Go back. Acts chapter 8. Paul was making sure that anybody who confessed Christ, anybody who loved Christ, anybody who worshiped Christ, they would get stoned or thrown in jail. Okay? Because he could do that because of the credentials that he had. Then he says, I've gained these credentials. Those credentials, I counted loss for Christ. Mm -hmm. Here we go again. He ain't gained some things. That means gain means to desire, favorable, profitable, valuable, gain. Those things are, are, are profitable. They're valuable. And then loss means you separate from something or someone. So now he's saying in verse 7, I gained all of this, but I'm willing to give it up. Verse 8 tells us why he's willing to give it up. He said, for the priceless knowledge that I want to have about Jesus Christ. I want to know Jesus Christ, and I want to know um, him in the suffering. I want to I wanna know him. I want to know him. I want knowledge of Christ Jesus. I want to know him. How many of us really want to know him? Now, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about, I know he's Jesus, and I know that he, uh, he is good, I know that he is great, I know that he is wonderful, but, but you know what? We've got to express. 
experienced him. That's what Paul was talking about right here. He's not just talking about know of him. I know that he turned water into wine. I know that he loved Lazarus. I know that he healed the sick. I know that he raised the dead. I know that he, he pulled fish off fish and bread off bread to feed the most. I know. But have you tried them for yourself? Have you been in a place that, that you needed to call on him and he showed up? That, that's what he's talking about right here when he's talking about know him and, and, and for the excellency. Excellent. This is an overwhelming preciousness. i got to know him. And then he says, verse 5, he says, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Now, this faith is no faith of works. This faith that he's talking about is having a conviction and a persuasion that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you can think or or imagine. It's having a conviction and a persuasion that, 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 that God will take you through it, he'll bring you through it. Knowing that he has thoughts that he thinks towards you. Knowing that he's able to mend your broken heart. Knowing that he's able to turn your midnights into day. He says, I don't want to be found in my own righteousness. One of the things about the 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 the, the, um, the, the, the children here that Paul was writing to to trying to warn the Philippian church about, they were not true worshipers. They they were had confidence in themselves. I can do it. I can make it. I can have it. Don't you know we don't we can't do it. We can't make it. We can't have it. It is by the grace of God that we're sitting where we're sitting right now. It is by the grace of God that we're able to to, to have this mind. We do not have that kind of power, that kind of knowledge that we can tell ourselves to wake up. Did you tell yourself to wake up this morning? Not even that alarm clock that you said. It, that, that didn't do it. Because I know somewhere, somebody's alarm clock is still ringing. It's still ringing. They, their cell phone is still ringing. Somebody is still calling them. So we, what we have to do is be true worshipers. And we cannot depend on our flesh. We cannot depend on ourselves. That's what Paul is trying to tell us here. Don't depend on yourself because you will mess up yourself every time. Paul says, I, in verse 10, he says, I, I, I want to know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conform unto his death. So let me pause right here and talk about the power of the resurrection. What resurrected Jesus from the grave? The Holy Ghost. It was the Holy Ghost. That's where all power is at. That's what we have today. And so we need to know that the Holy Ghost has been given to us to lead us, to guide us, and to help us to walk in the steps that God has ordained for us. We don't have to make decisions of our own. We have the Holy Ghost to help us figure it out. So Paul says, I, I, I got to know about the Holy Ghost. This, the, 
thing that makes me walk right, this thing that makes me talk right, this thing that makes me love right, this thing that makes me do right. Because when I look around, evil is always present. I got a war going on in my flesh. Every time I try to do good, the devil raises his ugly head. So there's something on the inside of me that's greater than he that is in the world, and it's the Holy Ghost. Praise to God. If you don't have a Holy Ghost, you really don't know God. God to have the Holy Ghost. Got to know him in the power of his resurrection. Then he says, I got to know him in the fellowship of his suffering. This means uh, there's a partnership between me and him. I, I made a covenant to, 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 to live as he did. No, ain't nobody asking us to, to travel and go up to God, God for heal and be bit, be beat, to be spit on, to be whipped, to be crucified. Ain't nobody asking us to do that. But we got to go through some suffering. we got to go through some trial and tribulation. we got to go through some so that we can know the power of the resurrection. I might be in a mess right now, but if I trust and obey, God will bring me out. If I lean not to my own understanding, God will rescue me. So how, okay, well, let me see, before I go there, let me go there, there's one more, one more. And then he says, be made Conformed. Romans 12 tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We cannot conform to the world. So what does that mean? I cannot put my car, I cannot put my house, I cannot put my children, I cannot put my money before God. I can't put my hobbies before God. Because that's what the world does. They, 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 I, well, this is Sunday. I know I should be at church, but this is my only day off. So I'm going to go play golf. And this is Sunday, my only day off. So I'm going to go and, and clean my house. Oh, this is Sunday. This is my only day off. I, I, I'm going to go and grocery shop because I got to fill the cupboard because I got money in the bank and I can buy everything that I want. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all of his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. He said, I shall supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory. We ain't worried about the wrong stuff. So how, verse 10, if you need, need to figure out what, what, where is the to-do at in verse 10. Verse 10 is, is this, this, this is what we need to work on. This is what we need to do. We need to know the Holy Ghost. We need to have the Holy Ghost. We need to be in covenant relationship with God. And then we need to not be conformed to this world. That's the do right there. That's the work right there. That's what God is calling for us to do in these last and evil days. In order that Christ may gain. Paul goes on to say, when you keep reading, he says, I, all of this stuff that I gain, all of those traditions, they are as garbage. I think somewhere in this verse, he uses the word dumb. 
Yeah, he uses the word dung. The dung here is garbage. Uh, stuff that you would throw out to the dogs. Stuff that people trample on with their feet. So you mean to tell me that that degree I got? That big fine car I drive? That big house I live in? I need to consider it as dumb that Christ may gain, that I may be filled in the Holy Ghost, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and be in covenant relationship with him and not be conformed to this world. All that stuff that I've gained in my lifetime now is trash. Ain't no good for nothing. What, what shall a man gain? If he gained the whole world, he's going to lose his son. So this is what we ought to do. In order to know Christ and have a personal relationship with him, we need to be willing to make sacrifices in our lives. Sometimes we have to give up old friends. Other times we have to make time and take time to read and meditate on his word. Engage in prayer and fasting. So often in our fast-paced society, we have to be deliberate about making time for God. Are you determined today? Are you determined to live a life where Christ is gaining? Don't you know if he win, we win? If he win, we win. We're on the Lord's side. No weapon formed against us will prosper. We are the Lord's side. He's made us to be the head and not the tail. We are the Lord's side. He made us to be above and not beneath. We are on the Lord's side. He calls us blessed in the city. He calls us blessed in the field. He said we're blessed when we come in and blessed when we go out. We are on the Lord's side. We're on the Lord's side. And we win. We win. So this week, look at Philippians 3 and 10. Make it your goal. Make it your desire. Be intentional to connect with the Holy Ghost. Don't connect with your friends and your neighbors and your blue thing. Connect with the Holy Ghost. Guarantee you, you'll, you'll be made happy. Holy Ghost don't have trouble. Holy Ghost don't have no problems. Holy Ghost don't have no fears. But if I talk to you, you got trouble, you got fears, you got worry, you got doubt, I'm going to connect with the Holy Ghost because it's got something that we both need. Take time and study your word. I'm going to encourage you this week. Read Philippians. Next week we're going to be in, in chapter 4. They only give us a snip bit of it. Oh, we're still in chapter 3. We're going we're gonna to go into chapter 4. But do yourself the righteous favor. Read your word. Study your word. Apply the word of God to your heart, to your mind, to your soul. Be doers of the word and not just hearers. 
God's going to bless us, saints. God's going to take care of us, and he's going to provide for us. He's going to meet our every need. All we got to do is trust and obey, and all things will work together because we love him today, and we appreciate him for being so good, so great, and so kind. Come on, we are standing all over the sanctuary preparing to receive our benediction. Good afternoon, my brother. Welcome. Welcome. We thank God for you joining us on today. If the Word of God has blessed you and has given you something that you can take with you this week, come on and clap your hands. Not for what I've said or what I've done, but for what God has done in your midst. Come on, clap your hands. Because God knew, He knew you needed this Word this week. You don't know what you're going to face this week. So God put you right here, right here to hear that word. That word was for you. Say, that word was for me. That word was for me. Let us pray. Let us look to God. Father God, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you for the visitation of your Holy Spirit. And we thank you, God, for your word on today. For your word has been like building. Your word has given us hope. It's given us courage. It's given us strength. And God, we will walk in your word. We will live in your word. And we will do what your word has commissioned and commanded us to do. And now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest you and abide with us this now and forever. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. May he make his face shine upon thee and give you grace. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Love you all. Have a blessed day. Sometimes there are obstacles in the road That can leave you feeling low And you don't know how to move forward And sometimes there are turns you want to take But the way gets hard to trace Now you're wondering how did you get here But don't you give up until you see how God is ordering your steps So you can walk into your seat He that has begun A great work in you Is faithful to perform God is faithful to perform He that has begun A great work in you is faithful to perform it. Our God is faithful. I declare you will know the favor of the Lord and receive a harvest for your seed. To bless the world that blows A great way is faithful to perform God is faithful to perform Oh he that has begun A great work in you 
yourself and say, God is doing a great work. He's doing a great work. He's doing a great work in me. God is doing a great work. He's doing a great work. He's doing a great work in me. Oh, 
Yes, Lord. 